Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. I hope that y'all had a great holiday weekend. My name is Rudy Segura, and our usual co-host, Christian Putalias, has been feeling under the weather uh, due to, I think, and he believes, he caught COVID. So don't worry, he seems to be getting much better now. But please keep him on, on your prayers <clears throat> for a full recovery uh, as soon as possible. You know, give him some love on his social media. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. But uh, However, I am not alone today because Rodrigo Segura is here. What's up, Rodrigo? How are you feeling today from some of the Houston Dynamo news and rumors, man? What's going on, uh, Dynamo fans? Um, I'm doing well, man. Um, rumors are rumors. You know, I like to see things, you know, come to fruition, I guess, or, you know, something concrete. Um as far as, you know, play rumors, kind of still on the fence if I'm upset or not, just because we don't we haven't heard much news about a head coach until today. So this decision making progress of acquiring new players before getting a head coach, to me, that's concerning. I know a lot of Dynamo fans are probably feeling the same way because we just don't want to get players that maybe a coach is going to bench and we just paid, you know, $2 million just to sit on the bench. Um, so that's the concerning part, but you know, we, we did hear some exciting rumors, um, of who might be the new dynamo coach. Um, so we'll be talking about that here. Yeah. And obviously before we get, uh, you know, to talking about the elephant in the room, uh, being the coach, uh, let's touch a little bit of some of the things we've learned. So, uh, one of the rumor out there, and I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this pretty bad, but there's a rumor of the club being interested in Burundi's international Joseph. Uh, Daishi Maia. Uh, it seems that he's a center back slash defensive midfielder. Uh, Rodrigo, this is my question to you. Would bringing him to uh, would be a need for the team? I don't think it's a need. I, I honestly don't know how they came up with, you know, trying to get another uh, center back or even defensive mid into the mix when I feel like we have that covered. Um, you know, especially uh, with the recent hire of Hadabi. Yeah, so I was looking at the uh, stats and um, games of Yusuf that he's played uh, in the Turkish League. And, you know, he's had a pretty good season so far. Um, looks like he's been a starter for most of the recent games. Um, the only concern is I saw that he has a contract till uh, 2025. So, you know, not sure if we're trying to overpay here for a player that we don't know if he's going to fit. And do we really need him? Yeah, and I mean, I was looking and doing some research, and it seems the agent, it's actually the same agent for him and for Teenage Hadebi. Uh, So obviously, it could be the fact that, you know, they were just trying to spread some rumors uh, to, you know, raise his uh, price a little bit. You never know uh, with how, you know, sports are nowadays. Because I don't see, you know, I think his transfer fee was about eight, nine million. I think that's way too much uh, for that position. And again, it's just a rumor and it seems like it was uh, all over uh, Twitter, especially. But so, yeah, another rumor uh, that was roaming uh, was Jonathan Rodriguez El Cabecita, uh, maybe trying to uh, make a move to the MLS, uh, whether that being LAFC and Houston Dynamo was also thrown in there. 
Uh, we've recently found out that uh, he's actually going to Saudi Arabia and it seems for about eight million that it looks like they were paying for him. Um, so sucks that we obviously uh, the rumor ended pretty quickly there. But Rodrigo, what would, you know, potentially, you know, bring in someone like him, you know, a, a star player from Liga MX would bring to Houston? Yeah, I mean, Cabecita, you know, Jonathan Rodriguez would have been a, a great signing for Houston to bring a, more than anything a striker, not just, you know, one of uh, Mex, um, Liga MX player, top players. But, um, you know, with the dep- departure of uh, Urruti to Austin, in this opens, you know, the the need for a striker that Houston really, you know, uh, to me, that, that's the key position right now that we're missing. Um, we haven't had a luck after Elise left and uh, Mauro Manotas, um, you know, to get that striker. And he would have been just that, you know, a goal scorer. He's proving himself um, with both Cruz Azul and Santos that he can score goals. Um, would have been a great signing for us. Yeah, I, I think we're all kind of waiting for that big signing uh, to come. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And I think from like, you know, what from Pat and even actually if you listen to Glenn Davis show, he interviewed uh, President John Walker and he kind of mentioned how they're trying to get players to kind of get situated slowly. So they may get some, you know, players this offseason and then maybe in the summer get another couple players and so forth till they feel that, you know, they have a good, uh, well-rounded team before plugging in some special players. Um it kind of sucks to hear that as a Dynamo fan because sometimes you just kind of want that wow factor thrown in as quickly as possible. But, you know, uh, they haven't announced an official coach yet. So obviously that's one thing that we're going to get into. Um, but before I go into that, I do want to just mention something that we learned uh, that recently as well was that uh, Matias Vera signed the contract extension and his um, salary terms actually ended up doubling to what he's making now he's pushing closer to 700,000 so valuable player for us obviously he's been a uh, MVP for the team and a captain as well so you know good for him for sure uh Rodrigo just kind of what is his importance to the team you know obviously now we're paying him more you know do you see him being a part of the starting 11 for years to come yeah no definitely I feel like um Matias Vera has to be a starter if anything has to be you know one of those at 26 years old be the one of a leader in the team um you know you, you kind of have to in a way build up a captain captain sissy <laughs> uh, you know like a vice captain or you know um try to be there for everybody especially you know when you're getting paid more than others you have more responsibility to do well and put the team first um obviously showing that, you know, you want to be part of the club and keep winning with the club or find that, um, you know, winning mentality. So I think it's going to be a lot for him to step up more now than ever um, with a new coach, new management, uh, new owner, everything all around. Uh, seems like, you know, if, if you're raising his salary, I feel like Pat is probably has big things coming for him. So that, that's something to look forward to. And I guess that leads us to uh... – you know, now we can basically speak about the elephant in the room because I was going to say, um, you know, you mentioned about Mati real quick about him kind of becoming more of a leader and depending on the coach and everything. Well, he is a central midfielder, right? And 
both Glenn Davis and even Lester uh, confirmed per their sources that the club had come to an agreement with uh, Paolo Nagamura. Um, so we'll break down some of his pros and cons. But if you guys remember, uh, Nagamura actually played right back as well as uh, central, like a defensive midfielder uh, back in the day. And, you know, that role, some some coaches, uh, depending on what position they play, they like to make that, you know, that that spot on the field as valuable as they can and, you know, kind of get a captain out of it because that's they kind of, you know, relate it to their playing days. So Mati Vera could, you know, basically become uh, more special, you know, from the years to come if the uh, Nagamura signing becomes official sometime soon. But Rodrigo, again, let's go slowly break down, you know, what Paulo Nagamura is, hoping that the team makes it official sometime, you know, before year's end. Um, Rodrigo, go ahead and start, man. Yeah, so, I mean, Nagamura, it, it comes to a, a surprise to everybody in the Dynamo community, probably even the MLS community, as a signing for the Houston Dynamo. Um, just because he doesn't have, and we'll, I guess I'll start a little bit with the negative here, but just because he doesn't have that MLS. It's, so, it's always good to start with the negative, man. Get it, get all it, the negative out, and then we'll bring some, you know, people maybe a little bit, you know, pros, I guess. No, I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves here. You know, we're, we're bringing a coach that has no uh, head coach experience as a, you know, I guess top flight MLS um, uh, experience with Nagamura. He's coached in Sporting KC um, U teams. And, you know, he hasn't been that successful with the teams. So it, it just kind of, I don't know, leaves a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth from the last experience we had with Tab Ramos of being a youth coach, not that much experience, you know, with a, with a top, um, you know, with a first division team, sorry. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to, you know, where are we going to be headed with this? Is he the right person for the team? Um, there's a lot of unanswered questions or a lot of questions that we're going to, have to find out exactly what you know Pat's gonna say about him. Um, I'm sure they're we're gonna listen to an interview and um, they're gonna give us all the reasons why they trust him and why they chose him. Um, as the fan perspective and you know somebody that's always trying to hope the best for the team, you just wanted you know this coach that had so much experience, you know whoever it could have been, but somebody that's gonna take the team to a new level, get it get us out of that um last place spots trying to get us into the playoff positions um push for something you know get a trophy what, whatever you can do um i feel like that's what the fans really wanted to um nagamura we we don't know what he can do hey and you never know he might just be the next new thing for the dynamo and in the mls and we might just find ourselves our coach for the next decade in him and you know and he just keeps this going with the new you know with pat and um ted as i guess a successful trio and it works for us so there, there's still a lot of hope i i should say yeah and i think obviously going through a little bit of what we heard from the interview process uh names that obviously we talked about last episode with jimmy lozano it seems he was very very close but nagamura you know, wowed or had the wow factor or impressed. Yeah, I keep saying that. Impress the uh, uh, the staff, you know, being Pat, being uh, John Walker, being Ted Siegel. Um, but then you also hear names like uh, Victor Bucetich, right? Another very successful coach. 
obviously he's a little older, more seasoned guy. You know, he's 66 years old. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it looked like Onstad is looking for a younger coach that he can kind of mold and, you know, feel like he can, you know, collaborate and give him, you know, as much resources and go back and forward with. Um, Nakamoto's only 38 years old. And, uh, you know, Rodrigo, you mentioned earlier, you know, basically he's like minor figure oh, just stepped into coaching uh, to an extent, right? Just because of the younger age. And there's a few guys that are not that far apart, just like Steve Clark that joined at 35 years old. So, you know, some of that coaching, you know, can you create that leadership? You know, can you create that voice that the team needs? Can you push them? I think one good thing about bringing him in is that he's been with, uh, you know, the Peter Burmese tree uh, at Sporting KC for a long time. And, you know, you look at Burmese uh, stats and the way he approaches, you know, coaching, he's probably, you know, top three, uh, you know, in the coaching aspect in the MLS. Um, he's only won one MLS cup, but the guy, you know, consistently, you know, takes Kansas City to the playoffs and, and just brings, you know, that, what we won, right? I mean, there's a big rivalry between Houston and, and Kansas City. So don't be mistaken that I'm trying to give them full praise. But when you see, you know, your rival always making it to the playoffs, it does kind of, you know, bug you a little bit, doesn't it? But, you know, I am i can't say I'm super excited. I think a lot of people were like super, super down about it. I think the name kind of came out of nowhere just because they hadn't, you know, they had, I guess, kept their list so close to the chest um and the names that we had heard like jimmy lozano busetich there's another guy that i can't think of who else i mean jesse march there's a few you know names being thrown out there that had a little bit more of an excitement to them but rodrigo hit it on the dot by saying you never know right i mean this guy has nothing to lose he has everything to gain can be can we be worse yes because now there's 14 teams on our conference so we can always drop a little bit uh, but you, as a fan, as someone that follows the Dynamo, someone that, you know, wants to talk about the Dynamo, um, we want them to improve every year and hopefully be back on the playoffs. Rodrigo, you want to add anything? Yeah. Um, like what we're saying, the positive, you know, coming from Peter Vernings, um, he has that winning mentality and yes, he's won, what, one MLS cup and a few, um, oh, uh, U.S. Open cups, um, with the team. So, he comes from a coaching that it's very experienced, um, has a winning philosophy, and that's kind of what we need here. Um, you know, I hate to say that we can copy somebody else's uh, style of play or, you know, coaching or tactics or um, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, we are the Houston Dynamo. That's what you want to represent. But if Nagamura is bringing in um, KC culture, honestly, that's not a bad thing. Um, as long as we're winning games and making playoffs, you know, that's what we want. Um, everything else will eventually fall into place and he'll have his own style of play, um, you know, with players that he likes in certain positions. Whatever he wants to do with the team, as long as we're winning games um, and getting into a playoff. Yeah. Um, and, that's kind of what we're looking forward to. And I think another thing to add that, you know, it may escape some people as well, but if you look at, you know, the amount of uh, Sporting KC youth players, you know, that kind of come through the system, whether it be like uh, Busio or um, I'm blanking my guy's name. But, uh, you know, there, there's some pretty good players that come through their their youth system, youth academy. And I believe there's been 
either 15 or 16 players that, you know, have come through, you know, being coached by Nagamura to the first team. So that to me, that's pretty impressive. You know, that's something that I guess we should be taking, uh, you know, taking advantage of here in Houston, because I think being such a big and diverse city, I know that we have great players, but we need a fresh set of eyes to look at those players and bring them through the system. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, I guess that's pretty much all the rambling that we have for tonight. Uh, Rodrigo, unless you want to add anything else before we close out. I think that's about it. And I guess tomorrow or um, when you guys will be listening to this, then uh, most likely it will be official. Um, until then, I guess this is still considered a rumor. <laughs> but we, we shall see when the Dynamo um, yeah. is official. On Twitter, I said, if, if Lester says it, then it's probably true because the guy... You know, don't get me wrong. Glenn Davis is great, but usually Lester is the one that drops the big bombs, you know, the Lester bombs. Uh, so, you know, if if this is who it is, our coach, I think we should embrace him. You know, of course, it's going to be criticism, you know, whichever way. But at the end of the day, this guy is starting fresh, new slate, new general manager, new owner, more money, hopefully. So we can't really have a lot of negative things to say unlike maybe you know past coaches like in my case i was very critical of tab ramos because i just didn't see you know the potential in in his mls career just being a older um coach that hadn't had an opportunity and i was like well how come you haven't had a you know opportunity to coach well there's a reason why and it was very noticeable the way that maybe some tactics or substitutions or rotations that i think that's very important as a coach um so you know, if Nagamura is the guy to take over and we see, you know, you know, technical aspects that you just continue to lose games, then then you can be critical all you want for sure. Um, but with that, I will close us out by letting you guys know that uh, today, actually, I uh, went ahead and dropped off our giveaway uh, to our lucky lucky winner. Um, and he seemed to have loved the uh, shirt that we gave him. So, you know, keep an eye out for future giveaways from our Instagram account as well as from a Twitter account. Um, make sure to check out dynamotheory.com. Uh, we've been pumping out articles after articles. I think the best thing lately has been the breakfast links. Um, they just kind of give you an idea of like soccer around the world. And of course, a little bit of Houston as well. But just in general, kind of gets you going in, in case you need some kind of soccer fix. Um, and follow us on our social medias. Make sure to check out Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and obviously this podcast. So, you know, like, subscribe, follow, anything you want to do, but keep it going. We'd love to uh, be here and make sure to uh, hold it down and keep it forever orange.